Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. In the midst of uncertainty, our faith can struggle. Our walk becomes labored. Our heart, heavy. There's something about the unknown which seems to weaken us. It drains our patience and blurs our focus. Yet, in the middle of everything stands a faithful God. A God who's not swayed by the struggle, who isn't moved by the winds of chaos. A God who remains faithful even when our faith is fragile. It seems more difficult than ever to not worry about tomorrow. Yet that's exactly what God has asked us to do. For when we cast our burdens on Him, the troubles of the moment begin to fade. When we trust the plans He has for us, our fear begins to subside. When we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, our focus becomes consumed by clarity. Yes, we are in the midst of uncertainty, but we can be certain of one thing. God is faithful. And that is more than enough for tomorrow. Church, so glad you're with us this morning. Our second week of Church at Home, January 2nd. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We pray you had an amazing Christmas, a happy, uh, a happy and amazing New Year's Eve uh, and New Year's Day. And come on, we're so excited to be into, can't believe it, 2022. Come on, 2020 and 2021 are behind us, and we are looking forward to some incredible things. Uh, this year, not only in your life personally, but in our church. We can't wait to see what God is up to. A couple of things I want to just make sure you're aware of is that we have our 21 days of prayer and fasting starting uh, this next Sunday. And 21 days, we're going to be doing a series uh, together as we talk about worship uh, as a church, and it's going to be pretty pretty great time together. And then on February 5th and 6th, we are celebrating our uh, our five-year anniversary. We're bringing in uh, some guest speakers. We're having a worship and prayer night. We're going to have uh, do some ministry over some of our leaders and setting in our very first local elders at Love City Church, transitioning our current elders off of the team, and they're going to move into more of an oversight role uh, over that team. But it's going to be exciting, and so you don't want to miss it. Be prophetic ministry over the team, over you, over uh, the, our church. And then on Sunday morning, we have our, one of our guest speakers, Daryl Corbin, who's going to preach at both services. Dynamic preacher, prophetic individual, and you will not want to miss it. So mark it down in your calendar right now. Get your phone out and mark it down on your calendar. So after you mark it out, I want to encourage you to swipe down your phone and click on Do Not Disturb for the next 20, 25 minutes here. I just would love your attention, church. I'd love to talk with you about something God spoke to my heart as I was actually in the middle of our Hebrews class this year, we just finished our Hebrews class and there was something that, a scripture that we read that immediately when I read it, I knew that this is what I wanted to share 
for our year. Uh, one of the things, we've got a lot of different initiatives and a lot of different focuses, and I'm super excited to, to see what is gonna happen uh, through our uh, Love This City ministry and uh, through our worship ministry and kids ministry, our groups, and come on, we're gonna uh, start uh, fostering the city and clothing the city, feeding the city, prison ministry, uh, along with uh, you know launching churches and campuses and groups. I mean, the vision's big, right? The vision's huge, but a lot of different things we could talk about. But what I wanna talk to you about right now is something very, very personal and very specific that God wants to do not only in my life, but he wants to do in your life. So let's turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 22 to 25, and we're going to read a quick scripture here this morning and that highlights three things that I want to call you to uh, call you towards commitment to in uh, 2022. Come on, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 22 to 25. In your Bibles, it says this, And so let us come near to God with a full, with a true heart full of faith. Our hearts must be made clean from guilty feelings and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold on to the hope we say we have and not be changed. We can trust God that he will do what he promised. Let us help each other to love others and to do good. And let us not, let us not stay away from church meetings. Some people are doing this all the time. Comfort each other as you see the day of his return coming near. Come on, very quickly this morning, I'm going to give you three, just three thoughts, commitments that I want to make as an individual, as a family, and as a church this year. Three very clear commitments. We're committed to drawing near to God. We are committed to uh, confessing our faith, sharing our faith, and we are committed to gathering together regularly. Come on, we are committed to drawing near to God. Come on, let's come near to God in 2022. Let's draw near to God like we've never drawn near to God before. Come on, I want you to draw closer to Jesus. I want you to draw closer to his word. I want you to grow in your intimacy with God. I want you to know him like never before. My prayer this year would be that all of the different things, the hindrances and the challenges and the mindsets that maybe have held you back from going forward in your walk with God would be broken off in God's name. In Jesus' name, would be broken off of your life and you could move forward to a fresh, real relationship with Jesus like never before. And I want to believe that for your life right now, that you are going to experience breakthrough in your life. Come on, I want to draw near to God. I want to commit to draw near to God like never before. Come on, let's look at verse 22, and it says that our hearts must be made clean from guilty feelings. Guilty feelings. Come on, one of the big areas that keeps you and I from growing in a relationship with God is that we experience guilty feelings. Our, our conscience uh, has been impacted by areas of our life where we've made mistakes, we've fallen short, we've done things we maybe shouldn't have done, we know that they don't necessarily please God, and so maybe you've made a mistake in your life and it's kept you from being in God's presence or it's kept you from drawing near to God, it's kept you from pressing into God, and maybe the feeling is I feel disconnected from God or maybe that I feel guilty or I feel lost or I feel feelings of guilt in my life. This is what makes us not want to be in God's presence. What is this feeling called? What is this thing in our lives that we feel that makes us feel guilty? It's called our conscience. And the scripture here teaches us that our hearts must be made clean from a guilty conscience, from guilty feelings. Adam and Eve, you know in the scripture, Adam and Eve, when they sinned, what happened? They were afraid of God and their consciences was now filled with guilt. They were ashamed of their sin and they ran away from God. 
Our conscience has a direct connection to our faith in God. Our conscience is attached to our ability to freely and boldly and confidently approach God. Many of us have a hard time approaching God because we feel like, man, I just got too much wrong with me. There's no way that I can be in the very presence of God. Read a story back in Luke chapter 5. Peter, the apostle, was called by Jesus and, and uh, Jesus asked him to push out his boats into the, in, into the water. And he, Peter says, well, I've been fishing all night long. I didn't catch anything, but all right, if you say so, I'll do it. So he pushes out into the water and he says, cast your nets on the other side this time. And he casts his nets on the other side. And as he casts his nets on the other side, guess what happened? He cast his nets on the other side and he caught so much fish that he had to call in all the other boats around them and bring in all the other boats and all the other environments, bring them all back together. And as he brought them together, because there was so much fish coming into the boat, they had to grab all their friends. And finally, Peter, after grabbing all the fish and grabbing all the people and overwhelmed by the big project, he, Jesus walked up to him on the boat and, and stood near him. He came into the presence of Peter. And Luke chapter 5, 8 says that when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, get away from me. Get away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. It recognized all throughout scripture, whenever people would enter the presence of God, they were afraid. Back in the Old Testament, they would say, hey, don't talk to me, Mo Moses. You can talk to us, but don't let God talk to us because we're afraid. All throughout scripture we find that people are afraid to be in the presence of God. And it comes by this way of when we get into his presence, we feel often shame or we feel guilt or we feel like we're not good enough or we feel like we've made too many mistakes or we've fallen too far. And man, it, it, in, in this scripture, he says, get away from me. I don't want to be even around you. You're too holy. I'm too sinful. I didn't believe. Like, I'm not as good as I thought I should be. Like, I'm just not good enough. I, 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 I don't want to, to be in your presence. But you and I don't have to feel this way anymore because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. It says in the previous verses in Hebrews chapter 10 that Jesus Christ, he came to earth, he died on the cross, he rose on the third day, and he has, wants a personal relationship with you this year, and he wants to come and clean your conscience and heal you of your sin and transform your life. And he wants to come and he wants to give you freedom in your thinking and freedom in your understanding so that you can experience a personal relationship with God, you can now boldly approach God's throne. You can now boldly come into the presence of God. Why? Because Jesus Christ has given you the free gift of salvation. You don't deserve it. We, we, there's nothing we did that, that we can earn it. He just loves us. He cares for us. We just have to repent and confess that he's God and turn to him. And guess what happens? We get to boldly approach God's throne. And we get to boldly ask for God in our when we need help in our lives. Because now when our consciences have been made clear, when there's no more guilty feelings in our life, guess what happens? You and I have a new confidence. We have a strong faith to know that I don't have to be afraid in God's presence anymore. God wants to just use us and speak to us. But what happens often is we feel guilty. Our, it's, the, the phrasing is this, our heart condemns us. You ever been in a moment where God's spoken to you or been in a service, like church service, and you feel God speaking or you've been out and about God speaking? And when God speaks to you, you know, buy that person a meal or, you know, give that person a, a, a thought or a prayer or an encouragement or, you know, you find it very difficult to step out in faith because you're, you think, man, just a few hours later, I was cursing the guy out on the road or just a few hours later, I was looking at something I shouldn't have looked at or, you know, just a few hours earlier, I was having 
bad thoughts or I was complaining or I was frustrated or I was discouraged. You know, you've got this word from God or you've got this desire to move forward. And you feel like, man, I just can't move forward because of this sin in my life or this thing I did in my past or man, I made so many mistakes in my journey. Like, I just feel like, man, I, I just feel like my heart is condemning me. That's called guilty feelings. We ultimately say, God, I want to do what you called me to do, but I'm just so wretched. You can't step out in faith because your conscience is screaming. You aren't good enough. You're bad. You, you're a sinner. And which those things are absolutely true. But with Jesus in a personal relationship with him, our conscience has been made clean. And in order to draw near to God, we need to come to him with a clear conscience. And it's important to hear this today. God has forgotten about sins in your life that you have not uh, forgotten about. God has forgotten about things in your life that you're still holding on to. He has forgiven and he has forgotten. First John 2, 1, look what the scripture says. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. If you do sin, you've got an advocate who's working on your behalf just a few verses later. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we can just confess our sin to him and say, God, I need you and I need you in my life. Guess what? He forgives you. He heals you. He restores you. He opens access back into a personal relationship with him. Your consciences have been made clean. You're given forgiveness. You don't have to walk around with guilt and fear and shame any longer and you get to be in a personal relationship with God like never before and that is my prayer for this year and Micah chapter 7 verse 19 you will again have compassion on us and you will you will tread our, our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea there's a, a practice that the people of Israel would do as they would, as a kind of a prophetic, you know, remembrance of what God did in their life, they would walk to the, the Jordan River and they would empty out their pockets and they would pull out their pockets so all their lint in their pockets would go down into the Jordan River. And the Jordan River would flow all the way down into the Dead Sea and all of that lint and all of that dirt would settle to the bottom of the Dead Sea. That's what God has done with your sin. That's what God has done with your transgressions. That is what God has done with your iniquity. And guess what? Now, because of Christ, you and I can boldly enter God's throne and we can draw near to God in 2022. Here's the second thought. We're committed in 2022 to continuously, uh, continuously, supposed to say confess our faith or continuously confessing our faith. Come on, in verse 23, it says, let us hold on to the hope that we say we have and not be changed. We can trust God. Let's hold on to the hope. Hold on to the hope that you say that you have. You say, okay, I'm a follower of Jesus and, and I believe that in Christ and I believe he can keep his promises and I believe in his word and I believe in all these things. If you believe in those things, guess what? If you believe in those things, let's keep that confession on our mouth. This is a, a, a confession of our faith. What is your confession about God? What is the confession that you've had about God? What is the hope? Of, what do you put your hope in, in situations or in God? Who, who is God to you? Who do you say that he is? Do you say that he's been faithful? Do you say that he, he has kept his promises? Do you say that he's a, a forgiver and a redeemer and a lover and, and that he wants a personal relationship with you? Do you speak of the confession about God that is true? Listen, in 2022, we have no clue what is up, up in store for us. 2020 and 2021 came as a surprise to everyone on the planet, but we face you know, politics and, and, and rioting and, and racism. And, you know, we faced the pandemic and we faced economic downfall and all sorts of things we face. And if our confession has not been challenged in the last two years, I don't know what will. 
It's been challenged. Our confession has been challenged. But in 2022, we have no idea what we're going to face. But what we do know is this, that we are going to make a confession in Christ Jesus that he is the hope of the world, that he is the hope and he is the hope of the world. And today, if you're watching and you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, I want to make a confession of hope to you today that I don't understand why life turns out like it does. And I don't understand why the world is the way it is. And I don't understand why sometimes bad things will happen to good people. But listen, I want you to hear my confession today. I do that my God, I do know that my God, Jesus, is a promise-keeping God. He is a faithful God. He is slow to anger. He is quick to compassion. He, he, is, he, he created you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to restore you. This is my confession. And the author is saying, hold on to that hope in 2022. Hold on to the hope that Jesus Christ is, is, is who he says that he is. People around you need to hear that. Come on, what's been your confession? Is it complaining? Is it doubting? Is it negative? Are you looking at the world today and having a, a negative confession about the real, what's going on? Or are the people around you at your job and at your work and the people who don't know the Lord, are they hearing your confession of faith in Jesus Christ? Because I want to believe that in 2022, that you're going to speak a confession of faith and you're going to share your faith with people around you and that they're going to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and they're going to hear the message of God and how great God is and how great His Word is and how great His promises are, that you can trust Him he will do what he promised. Let that be your confession in 2022. Let the people around you hear that confession, believing that as you share that confession with those around you, people will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We want to believe that in 2022, you are going to be the mouthpiece of God. You are going to be the ambassador of Jesus Christ. You are going to be, help people reconcile people back into a personal relationship with Jesus. You're going to help them. You're going to lead them to Christ. Amen. And it's going to be based upon the confession of your faith that my God keeps his promises and that he is a hope that you can put your hope in. Come on, here's the third thought here this morning as we end our time uh, together. Come on, and, and uh, we want to uh, committed in 2020 to gathering together regularly. Look what it says, Hebrews chapter 10, 24. Let us help each other to love others and to do good. This Another translation says, let us motivate one another to love one another in good works. Let us not stay away from church meetings. Some people are doing this all the time. This was something they wrote, you know, thousands of years ago in the first century. And we're seeing that here the author is still trying to encourage people, listen, it's important that we are gathering together as followers of Jesus. We need to stay connected as believers. We are a positive influence on one another. Like I said, the, another translation in the scripture says, think of ways in which you can motivate each other. This is my challenge to you. Commit this year. To, to not waiting for your pastor or not waiting for your group leader to engage other people in, in, in spurring them on, encouraging them on. Come on, like if you want to read the Bible together, read the Bible together. If you want to study together, study together. But I want to encourage you, get together this year. What you, what you get out of your church community will be what you put in to your church community. Don't wait for myself or our team to, or the leaders in the church to create environments for you. The scripture is talking to you saying, come on, let's, let's spur one another. Let's motivate one another. Let's think of ways to motivate each other. Let's think of ways to encourage each other. Come on, let's think of ways to, to spur one another. That word is a, a very um, 
emotional word. It's, a, it's actually a word like quickly uh, expect, you know, pushing someone. Like, come on, let's motivate you. Let's, let's get this going. Let's, let's serve the Lord. Let's, let's help people. Let's love people. Let's do good work together. Come on, it's, it's a motivator to one another. Don't wait. Come on, engage yourself. Come on, provoke one another. Incite one another. Sharpen one another towards love and good works. But not only that, it says here to not stay away from church meetings. I want to encourage you in 2022, come on, come to church. Be in a group. Come on, we gather every Sunday morning. What do we do? We celebrate Jesus. We worship together. We study the Bible together. There's community. There's prayer. There's an opportunity to be on a team. Come on, in our groups, we grow and we make disciples. And our new Wednesday night, a grow night, is a place for you to grow and be equipped in your walk with God. Come on, we want to believe that in 2022 that you are going to make a personal commitment to not only engage online, though important, but to make a conscious decision to be physically around other people in the body of Christ. There's something powerful about being together. You know, there's a, an idea here in the book of Exodus and talking about um, the old uh, economic structure of slavery. And uh, in, in those days, it was very common for someone who had a debt in their life to go and apply for a, a, a slave job or a servant job at a home and they would basically, that person would pay off their debts and that person would be indebted to the person who paid off their debts for a certain amount of time. And the Bible teaches that after a certain amount of time, you're to bless them and let them go. Like they'd be, they'd be let go and blessed. And so different people who are in, uh, in slavery to these individuals would be let go, blessed, don't keep them, don't hoard it over them, don't control them, let them go. But it says in the verse in Exodus chapter uh, 21 verse four, he says, if a master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the woman and her children shall belong to her master and only the man shall go free. But if the servant declares, I love my master and I love my wife and I love my children and I do not want to go free, then his master must take him before the judges. He shall take him to the door of the doorpost and pierce his ear with an awl and then he will be his servant for life. This is a picture in the Old Testament of what you and I have done when we became followers of Jesus Christ. We aren't just slaves to God. We aren't just obligated to God. We aren't just in this place where we're just, you know, doing you know, what we're told because, you know, he paid off our debt and it's oblig obligatory. No, what, what this picture looks like is that the slave in this home realized, man, I love this master. I love this master's people. I love his sons and daughters. I love being in his house. I love being a part of what he's doing. I love what he stands for. I love what they celebrate. I love their family. I love, listen, at the end of this time, I don't want to go free. I want to be a part of your house. I want to be a part of the master's house. And so what they would do is, is they would take the servant's ear and they would place his ear on a, a doorpost, a wooden doorpost on the house. And they would drive an awl, a metal awl through his ear, knowing that now the servant now says, I belong to this house. I belong to this master. I belong to these people. I belong to this environment. And when you and I became followers of Jesus Christ, we crucified ourselves. We died to ourselves and we put, we said, okay, God, God, I want to be a part of your house. And so what he does is he takes our heart and he nails our heart to his house and he nails our heart to his people. And now we're here, not because we're obligated to be, not because we have to be, not out of a religious structure, but because we want to have a personal relationship with God and we love his people and we love his house and we love what he's doing and we love where he's going and we want to be a part of that. I want to encourage you today, don't neglect the gathering on Sunday. Don't neglect gathering in your groups. Don't neglect it because we are in love with God's house. 
Now I want to end today on this. In Hebrews verse 10, 25, he says, finally, he says, but encourage one another. So this is the whole idea. Come on, draw near to God. Come on, I want you to hold fast to your confession of faith in God. He says, come on, I want you to keep gathering together, but I want this all to be about encouraging one another. Look at this, especially now. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Come on, as followers of Jesus, we believe that Jesus Christ will return, that the world will come to an end and Christ will return. And he's going to return for people who've made a personal confession of faith in him. But it says, especially now that we're closer, especially now since we've been through 2020 and 2021 and the life we've been through and our society's changed and everything's different now, especially now more than ever, the author says, this is so important that as we get closer to that day, especially now in 2022, when life seems like it's crazy and everything seems like it's up in the air, he says, I implore you, especially now more than ever, draw near to God. Come on, now more than ever, make sure that you hold fast to the hope of your confession. And now more than ever, gather together, encourage one another, spur one another on. Come on, let's make this our commitment in 2022. Man, I wanna grow in a personal relationship with Christ. I wanna make sure that my confession about what's going on in my life is that Jesus is my hope and that I share my faith with people around me that they can know that Jesus is my hope. It's not in, my hope's not in the government. My hope's not in, in medicine. My hope's not in money. My hope's not in a career. My hope is in Jesus. I have found faith in Jesus because I know that I will spend an eternity with him and he's wiped away my sin and I have a personal relationship with him. And let's commit in 2022 that we're gonna to gather together I would encourage you families, just make a commitment. You might, you're not gonna always want to get up and go to church. You're not gonna always wanna be a part of a group. Yes, there's other things you could be doing. But if you make that commitment and say, we're gonna do this, we're gonna make this commitment. Man, I believe that there's gonna be breakthrough in your life like never before because you're around faith, you're around the house of God, you're around faithful people. And I believe there's gonna be a benefit to you in your life in 2022. Come on, I believe this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for those watching today. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would move in their lives. I pray, Holy Spirit, we commit, Lord, to knowing you better. We commit to knowing your word better. We commit to knowing your life better. We commit, God, that we wanna be a people, Father, who has faith on our tongue, the confession of faith on our lips. Lord, that those around us would know that we are a people of faith and a people of hope. And God, we pray that we would be committed to gathering together. Lord, we would spur one another on towards love and good works. We would encourage one another and that this would be a year of breakthrough, supernatural breakthrough, financial breakthrough, relationship breakthrough. Lord, breakthrough in sin, breakthrough in addiction like never before. Let this be a year of breakthrough in our lives. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, if you're watching this morning and you gave your, want to give your life to Jesus Christ, you say, man, I want my sins washed away. And I want to have my conscience clean. And I want to experience uh, uh, the community of God. You want that. Right now on the screen, there's a, a number. You can actually text us right now. And we will reach out to you and get, con get connected with you, get you to know more about our church. And, and uh, if you need prayer, here's the next number you can text. If you need prayer in your life and you want prayer today, come on, our team would love to pray for you. Come on, I pray you be blessed in Jesus' name. Enjoy uh, your week and join us next Sunday as we start our 21 days of prayer and fasting and we launch our new series uh, focusing on worship as the church. You're gonna love it. And uh, I love you guys very much. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.